0: Section 23 of Lives of the Most Eminent Painters, Sculptors, and Architects, Volume 6. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dick Bourgeois Doyle. Lives of the Most Eminent Painters, Sculptors, and Architects, Volume 6, by Giorgio Vasari. Translated by Gaston du de Verre, Section 23, Life of Niccolò Sagi, Painter. Among the many who were disciples of Pietro Perugino, there was not one, after Raffaello Urbino, who was more studious or more diligent than Niccolò Sagi, whose life we are now about to write. This master was born in Florence, the son of Jacobo Sagi a worthy person but not very rich and in time he entered the service of antonio del monte in rome because jacopo had a farm at marciano in valdiciana and passing most of his time there associated not a little with the same antonio del monte their properties being near together jacopo then perceiving that this son of his was much inclined to painting placed him with pietro perugino and in a short time by means of continual study he learned so much that it was not long before pietro began to make use of him in his works to great advantage of niccolo who devoted himself in such a manner to drawing in perspective and copying from nature that he afterwards became very excellent in both the one field and the other niccolo also gave much attention to making models of clay and wax over which he laid draperies and soaked parchment which was the reason that he rendered his manner so dry that he always held to the same as long as he lived nor could he ever get rid of it for all the pains that he took the first work that niccolo executed after the death of his master pietro was an altarpiece in oils for the hospital for women founded by bonifacio lupi in the via san gallo in florence that is the side behind the altar wherein is the angel saluting Our Lady, with the building drawn in perspective, in which there are arches and a groined vaulting rising above pilasters after the manner of Pietro. Then in the year 1512, after having executed many pictures of Our Lady for the houses of citizens, and other little works, such as are painted every day, hearing that great things were being done in Rome, he departed from Florence, thinking to make proficients, in art and also to save some money and went off to rome there having paid a visit to the aforesaid antonio del monte who was then a cardinal he was not only welcomed warmly but also straight away set to work in paint in those early days of the pontificate of leo on the façade of the palace where there is the statue of maestro paschino a great escutcheon of pope leo in fresco between that of the roman people and that of the cardinal in that work niccolo did not acquit himself very well for in painting some nude figures and others clothed that he placed there as ornaments for those escutcheons he recognised that the study of models is bad for him who wishes to acquire a good manner Thereupon, after the uncovering of that work, which did not prove to be that of excellence which many expected, Niccolò set himself to execute a picture in oils, in which he painted the martyr Saint Prasidia squeezing a sponge full of blood into a vessel, and he finished it with such diligence that he recovered, in part, the honour that he considered himself to have lost in painting the escutcheons described above. This picture, which was executed for the above-mentioned Cardinal del Monte, who was titular St. Prasidia, was placed in the centre of that church, over an altar beneath which is a well of the blood of holy martyrs. A beautiful idea, the picture alluding to the place where there was the blood of those martyrs. After this, Niccolò painted for his patron, the cardinal, another picture in oils. Three quarters of a braccio in height of Our Lady with the child in her arms. St. John as a little boy and some landscapes all executed so well and with such diligence that the whole work appears to be done in miniature and not painted. Which picture, one of the best works that Niccolò ever produced, was for many years in the apartment of that prelate afterwards when the cardinal arrived in arezzo and lodged in the abbey of san fiore a seat of the black friars of st benedict in return for the many courtesies that were shown to him he presented that picture to the sacristy of that place in which it has been treasured ever since both as a good painting and in memory of the cardinal niccolo himself went to the cardinal of arezzo where he lived almost ever afterwards at the time, he formed a friendship with the painter Domenico Picori, who was then painting an altarpiece with the circumcision of Christ for the company of the Trinita. And such was the intimacy between them that Niccolò painted for Domenico in that altarpiece a building in perspective with columns and arches supporting a ceiling full of rosettes, according to the custom of those days, which was held at that time to be very beautiful." Niccolo also painted for the same Domenico a round picture of the Madonna with a multitude below in oils and on cloth, for the Baldachin of the Confraternity of Arezzo, which was burned, as has been related in the life of Domenico Picori, during a festival that was held in San Francesco. Then, after having received the commission for a chapel in that same San Francesco, the second on the right hand as one enters the church, he painted there in distemper Our Lady, St. John the Baptist, St. Bernard, St. Anthony, St. Francis, and three angels in the air who are singing with God the Father in a pediment, which were executed by Niccolo almost entirely in distemper with the point of the brush. But since the work has almost all peeled off on account of the strength of the distemper, it was labor thrown away. Niccolò did this in order to try new methods. And when he had recognized that the true method was working in fresco, he seized the first opportunity and undertook to paint in fresco a chapel in San Agostino in that city, beside the door on the left hand as one enters the church in this chapel which was allotted to him by one scamara a master of furnaces he painted a madonna in the sky with a multitude beneath and st Donatus and st francis kneeling but the best thing he did in this work was a st at the head of the chapel this work giving great pleasure to dominico riccardi of Arezzo, who had a chapel in the church of the madonna della lagrima he entrusted the painting of the altarpiece of that chapel to niccolo who was setting his hand to work painted in it with much care and diligence the nativity of jesus christ and although he toiled a long time over finishing it he executed it so well that he deserves to be excused for this or rather merits infinite praise for the reason that it is a most beautiful work nor would anyone believe with what extraordinary consideration he painted every least thing in it and a ruined building near the hut wherein are the infant christ and the virgin is drawn very well in perspective in the st joseph and some shepherds are many heads portrayed from life such as stagio sassoli a painter and the friend of niccolo and peppino della pieve his disciple who if he had not died when still young would have done very great honour both to himself and to his country and the three angels in the air who are singing are so well executed that they would be enough by themselves to demonstrate the talent of niccolo and the patience with which he laboured at this work up to the very last and no sooner had he finished it than he was requested by the men of the company of santa maria del neve at monte sansovino To paint for that company an altarpiece wherein was to be the story of the snow, which falling on the site of Santa Maria Maggiore at Rome on the 5th of August was the reason of the building of that temple. Niccolò then executed an altarpiece for the above-mentioned company with much diligence, and afterwards he executed at Marciano a work in fresco that won no little praise now in the year fifteen twenty four after baldo magini had caused antonio the brother of Giuliano da sangallo to build the madonna della carcere in the town of prato a tabernacle of marble with two columns architrave cornice and a quarter round arch antonio resolved to bring it about that baldo should give the commission for the picture which was to adorn that tabernacle to Niccolo, with whom he had formed a friendship when he was working in the palace of the above-mentioned cardinal del monte at monte sansovino he presented him therefore to baldo who although he had been minded to have it painted by andrea del sarto as has been related in another place resolved at the entreaties and advice of antonio to allot it to nicolo and he having set his hand to it strove with all his power to make a beautiful work but he did not succeed For apart from diligence, there is no excellence of design to be seen in it, nor any other quality worthy of much praise. Because his hard manner, with his labours over his models of clay and wax, almost always gave a laborious and displeasing effect to his work. And yet, with regard to the labours of art, that man could not have done more than he did or shown more lovingness. And since he knew that none... For many years he could never bring himself to believe that others surpassed him in excellence. In this work, then, there is a God the Father who is sending down the crown of virginity and humility upon the Madonna by the hands of some angels who are rounder, some of whom are playing various instruments. Niccolo made in the picture a portrait from life of Baldo, kneeling at the feet of St. Ubaldo the Bishop, and on the other side he painted St. Joseph, and those two figures, are one on either side of the image of the madonna which work miracles in that place niccolo afterwards painted a picture three braccia in height of the same baldo magini from life standing with the church of san fabiano di prato in his hand which he presented to the chapter of the canons of the pieve and this niccolo executed for that chapter which in memory of the benefit received caused the picture to be placed in the sacristy an honour well deserved by that remarkable man who with excellent judgment conferred benefits on that church the principal church of his native city and so renowned for the girdle of the madonna which is preserved there this portrait was one of the best works that niccolo ever executed in painting it is also the belief of some that a little altarpiece that is in the company of San Pierre Martire in the Piazza di San Domenico at Prato, in which are many portraits from life, is by the hand of the same Niccolo. But, in my opinion, even if this is true, it was painted by him before any of the other pictures above. After these works, Niccolo, under whose discipline Domenico Giuntalodi, a young man of excellent ability belonging to prato had learned the rudiments of the art of painting although in consequence of having acquired the manner of niccolo he never became a great master in painting as will be related departed from prato and came to work in florence but having seen that the most important works in art were given to better and more eminent men than himself and that his manner was not up to the standard of andreo del sarto pontormo rosso and others he made up his mind to return to arezzo in which city he had more friends greater credit less competition which having done no sooner had he arrived than he made known to giuliano bacci one of the chief citizens of that place a desire that he had in his heart which was this that he wished that arezzo should become his country and that therefore he would gladly undertake to execute some work which might maintain him for a time in the practice of his art whereby he hoped to demonstrate to that city the nature of his talents whereupon Messer Giuliano, an ingenious man who desired that his native city should be embellished and should contain persons engaged in the arts, so went to work with the men then governing the company of the Nunziata, who in those days had caused a great vaulting to be built in their church with the intention of having it painted, that one arch of the wall surface of that vaulting was allotted to Niccolò, and it was proposed that he should be commissioned to paint the rest, if the first part which he had to do then should please the men of the aforesaid company having therefore set his hand to this work with great diligence in two years niccolo finished the half but not more of one arch on which he painted the fresco the Tiburtine sibyl showing to the emperor octavian the virgin in heaven and the infant jesus christ in her arms and octavian in reverent adoration in the figure of Octavian he portrayed the above-mentioned Giuliano Bacci, and his pupil Domenico, in a tall young man draped in red, and others of his friends in other heads, and, in a word, he acquitted himself in this work in such a manner that it did not displease the men of that company and the other men of that city. It is true, indeed, that everyone grew weary of seeing him take so long and toil so much over executing his works, but, notwithstanding all this, the rest would have been given to him to finish, if that had not been prevented by the arrival in Arezzo of the Florentine Orosso, a rare painter to whom, after he had been put forward by the Aretine painter Giovanni Antonio Lapoli and Giovanni Palastra, as has been related in another place, much favour was shown in the rest of that work allotted at which niccolo felt such disdain that if he had not taken a wife the year before and had a son by her so that he was settled in arezzo he would have departed straight away however having finally become pacified he executed an altarpiece for the church of sargiano a place two miles distant from arezzo where there are Frati Zoccolanti, in which he painted the assumption of our lady into heaven with many little angels supporting her and st thomas below receiving the girdle while all around are st francis st louis st john the baptist and st elizabeth queen of hungary in some of these figures and particularly in some of the little angels he acquitted himself very well and so also in the predella he painted some scenes with little figures which are passing good he executed, likewise, in the convent of the nuns of the Mirate, who belong to the same order in that city, a dead Christ with Maryus, Marius, which is wrought with a high finish for a picture in fresco. In the abbey of San Fiore, a seat of black friars behind the crucifix that is placed on the high altar, he painted in oils on a canvas Christ, praying in the garden, and the angel showing to him the chalice of the Passion and comforting him, which was certainly a work of no little beauty and excellence. And for the nuns of St. Benedetto, of the order of Camaldoli, at Arezzo, on an arch above a door by which one enters the convent, he painted the Madonna, St. Benedict, and St. Catherine, a work which was afterwards thrown to the ground in order to enlarge the church. In the township of Marciano, in Val di where he passed much of his time living partly on the revenues that he had in that place and partly on what he could earn there, Niccolò began an altarpiece of the dead Christ and many other works with which he occupied himself for a time. And meanwhile, having with him the above-mentioned Domenico Giuntalodi of Prato, whom he loved as his son and kept in his house, he strove to make him excellent in the matters of art teaching him so well how to draw in perspective, to copy from nature, and to make designs, that he was already becoming very able in all these respects, showing a good and beautiful genius. And this Niccolo did, besides being moved by the love and affection that he bore to that young man, in the hope of having one who might help him now that he was nearing old age, and might give him some return in his last years for so much labor and lovingness. Niccolo was, in truth, most loving with every man true by nature, and much the friend of those who labored in order to attain to something in the world of art, and what he knew he taught to them with extraordinary willingness. No long time after this, when Niccolò had returned from Marciano to Arezzo and Domenico had left him, the men of the company of the Corpo di Cristo in that city had a commission to give for the painting of an altarpiece for the high altar of the church of San Domenico now niccolo desiring to paint it and likewise giorgio vasari then a mere lad the former did something which probably not many of the men of our art would do at the present day which was as follows niccolo who was one of the members of the above-mentioned company perceiving that many were disposed to have it painted by giorgio in order to bring him forward and that the young man had a very great desire for it resolved, after remarking Giorgio's zeal, to lay aside his own desire and need to have the picture allotted by his companions to Giorgio, thinking more of the advantage that the young man might gain from the work than of his own profit and interest, and even as he wished, so exactly did the men of that company decide. In the meantime, Domenico Lodi, having gone to Rome, found fortune so propitious that he became known to don martino the ambassador of the king of portugal and went to live with him and he painted for him a canvas with some twenty portraits from life all of his followers and friends with himself in the midst of them engaged in conversation which work so pleased don martino that he looked upon Domenico as the first painter in the world afterwards don ferrante gonzaga Having been made viceroy of Sicily, and desiring to fortify the towns of that kingdom, wished to have about his person a man who might draw and put down on paper for him all that he thought of from day to day and he wrote to Don Martino that he should find for him a young man who might be both able and willing to serve him in this way and should send him off as soon as possible. Don Martino, therefore, first sent to Don Ferrante some designs by the hand of Domenico. Among which was a Colosseum engraved on copper by Girolamo Fagioli of Bologna for Antonio Salamanca, but drawn in perspective by Domenico, an old man in a child's go-cart drawn by the same hand and published in an engraving, with letters that ran thus Ancora Imparo, and a little picture with the portrait of Don Martino himself. And shortly afterwards he sent Domenico, at the wish of the aforesaid lord Don Ferrante, who had been much pleased with the young man's works having then arrived in sicily there were assigned to Domenico an honourable salary a horse and a servant all at the expense of don ferrante and not long afterwards he was set to work on the walls and fortresses of sicily whereupon abandoning his painting little by little he devoted himself to something else which for a time was more profitable to him for Being an ingenious person, he made use of men who were well adapted to heavy labor, kept beasts of burden in the charge of others, and caused sand and lime to be collected and furnaces to be set up. And no long time had passed before he found that he had saved so much that he was able to buy offices in Rome to the extent of two thousand crowns, and shortly afterwards some others. Then, after he had been made keeper of the wardrobe to Don Ferrante, it happened that his master was removed from the government of Sicily and sent to that of Milan, whereupon Domenico went with him, and working on the fortifications of that state contrived, what with being industrious and with being something of a miser, to become very rich. And what is more, he came into such credit that he managed almost everything in that government. Hearing of this, Niccolò, who was at arezzo now an old man needy and without any work to do went to find dominico in milan thinking that even as he had not failed dominico when he was a young man so dominico should not fail him now but should avail himself of his services since he had many in his employ and should be both able and willing to assist him in his poverty-stricken old age but he found to his cost that the judgments of men in expecting too much from others are often deceived and that the men who change their condition also change more often than not their nature and their will for after arriving in milan where he found dominico raised to such greatness that he had no little difficulty in getting speech of him niccolo related to him all his troubles and then besought him that he should help him by making use of his services But Domenico, not remembering or not choosing to remember with what lovingness he had been brought up by Niccolo, as if he had been his own son, gave him a miserably small sum of money and got rid of him as soon as he was able. And so Niccolo returned to Arezzo, very sore at heart, having recognized that with the labor and expense with which, as he thought, he had reared a son, he had formed one who was little less than an enemy. In order to earn his bread, therefore, he went about executing all the work that came to his hand, as he had done many years before, and he painted, among other things, a canvas for the commune of Monte Sansovino, containing the said town of Monte Sansovino, and a Madonna in the sky, with two saints at the sides, which picture was set up on an altar in the Madonna di Vertigli, a church belonging to the monks of the order of the camaldoli not far distant from the monte where it has pleased and still pleases our lord daily to perform many miracles and to grant favors to those who recommend themselves to the queen of heaven afterwards julius the third having been created supreme pontiff niccolo who had been much connected with the house of monte made his way to rome although he was an old man of eighty and having kissed the foot of his holiness besought him that he should deign to make use of him in the buildings which were to be erected so men said at the monte a place which the lord duke of florence had given in fief to the pontiff, the Pope then, having received him warmly, ordained that the means to live in Rome should be given to him without exacting any sort of exertion from him, and in this manner Niccolò spent several months in Rome, drawing many antiquities to pass the time. Meanwhile, the Pope resolved to increase his native town of Monte San and to make there, besides many ornamental works, an aqueduct, because that place suffered much from want of water. And Giorgio Vasari, who had orders from the Pope to cause those buildings to be begun, recommended Niccolò Saggi strongly to his holiness, entreating him that Niccolò should be given the office of superintendent over those works, whereupon Niccolò went to Arezzo, filled with these hopes. But he had not been there many days, when, worn out by the fatigues and hardships of the world, and by the knowledge that he had been abandoned by him, who should have been the last to forsake him he finished the course of his life and was buried at san domenico in that city not long afterwards domenico giuntalodi don ferrante gonzaga having died departed from milan with the intention of returning to prato and of passing the rest of his life there in repose however finding there neither relatives nor friends and recognizing that prato was no abiding place for him he repented too late that he had behaved ungratefully to niccolo and returned to lombardy to serve the sons of don ferrante but no long time passed before he fell sick unto death whereupon he made a will leaving ten thousand crowns to his fellow-citizens of prato to the end that they might buy property to that amount and form a fund wherewith to maintain continually at their studies a certain number of students from prato in the manner in which they maintain certain others, as they still do, according to the terms of another bequest. And this has been carried out by the men of that town of Prato, who, grateful for such a benefit, which in truth has been a very great one and worthy of eternal remembrance, have placed in their council chamber the image of Domenico, as that of one who has deserved well of his country. End of section 23 End of the Lives of the Most Eminent Painters, Sculptors, and Architects, Volume 6, by Giorgio Vasari, translated by Gaston du de Verre.